Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Wednesday, September 20th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. Looking for a car at potentially rock-bottom prices? Well, the Suffolk County Police Auto Auction is back, scheduled for this coming Saturday at the Police Impound Facility at 100 Old Country Road in West Hampton. The auction starts at 9 a.m., Rain or shine, the minimum opening bid on all vehicles is $500. Several vehicles will be auctioned on salvage titles. All vehicles are sold as is. A preview of the 120-plus cars, trucks, and motorcycles available will take place Thursday and Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. through 9 a.m., right before the auction Get started, police said. John Valenti reporting on Newsday.com that a little bit of everything is for sale. There's no guarantee of condition. They're all seized and impounded vehicles, some of which have been involved in crashes. For a complete list of vehicles, you can go to the Suffolk Police website, suffolkpd.org. Pre-registration is required in order to bid. All buyers must be 18 or older. Bidding terms are listed on the website, that's the Suffolk County Police Auto Auction, this Saturday at 9 a.m. in West Hampton. In other news, Riverhead's newly reorganized anti-bias task force came face-to-face with a racial bias incident at its first meeting Monday, where they heard details of the incident from the family of children who were allegedly assaulted and called a racial slur at a Riverhead high school football game earlier this month. Alec Lewis reporting on RiverheadLocal.com. That Ryan Scott and Tiffany Beck, whose children were involved in the incident that took place on September 9th, said they're not satisfied with how the Riverhead School Administration is handling the aftermath of the incident. Members of the Anti-Bias Task Force, a Riverhead town group created to address prejudice and intolerance in the community, looked to reassure the family and pledged their support. Scott's children, 6 and 5, and Beck's children, 6 and 11, were on the playground near the football field where the parents said their children were pushed down and called the N-word by an all-white group of teenagers, two Riverhead students, and one uh, 18-year-old woman. I did not know these kids were that young. Another issue raised was the behavior of Riverhead security guards. Scott said the security guards did not act on the verbal assault she endured from the teenagers Councilmember Ken Rothwell, the Riverhead Town Board liaison to the Anti-Bias Task Force, suggested the group recommend sensitivity training for security guards in the school district to better deal with future incidents. He said security guards should make students feel safe and secure. A letter is expected to be drafted by the Anti-Bias Task Force and sent to the Riverhead School District and Superintendent about issues raised at Monday's meeting. Also in school news, three Long Island schools were named National Blue Ribbon winners for their academic excellence by the U.S. Department of Education yesterday. The school's George A. Jackson Elementary School in the Jericho District, Denton Avenue Elementary in New Hyde Park in the Herricks District, and here on the East End, Amagansett School in the Amagansett District were announced Tuesday afternoon by U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cordona, Joy Tyrell, reporting on Newsday.com that the schools were among 22 named statewide and 353 across the country. Wow, what an honor. Last year, four Long Island schools received it. Quote, the honorees for our 2023 National Blue Ribbon Schools Award have set a national example for what it means to raise the bar in education. Cordona said in a statement, Blue Ribbon recognizes schools in two categories, those with superior graduation rates and test scores, and those with exemplary records and closing achievement gaps between students of different races, ethnicities, and economic backgrounds. The Long Island schools were honored as exemplary, high-performing schools. The Amagansett School is a one-building district that enrolls about 125 students in grades pre-K through 6th. Superintendent Seth Turner said the application process took about a year. The school initially qualified as an exemplary academic school because its students finished in the top 15% of state assessments. Then staff worked to complete the application. We were hopeful, Turner said, after the application was submitted. The official word came after 1 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, Turner saying we couldn't be more proud 
of this national blue ribbon designation. And finally, Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney will be on uh, hand, lol, at the hand Aldrich American Legion Post 924 in Hampton Bays this afternoon to meet and greet with the public. Tom Gagola reporting on 27East.com that Tierney will be at the post located at 55 Ponquag Avenue in Hampton Bays from 2 to 3.30 this afternoon for a discussion on crime in Suffolk County and in particular the recent high-profile arrest of Rex Kierman on allegations that he is the Gilco Beach serial killer. Kierman is currently locked up at the Suffolk County Jail in Riverside, awaiting trial after his arrest in late July. He has pleaded not guilty to the charges. Tierney was elected as the district attorney in 2021 and vowed to put the long unsolved Gilgo Beach murders back on the front burner after the investigation had languished. The bodies of four women were discovered in 2010. D.A. Tierney has been in our local news recently after a multi-agency string of drug-related indictments were unveiled last week, which focused on Suffolk County's fentanyl and cocaine trade. Two of the 32 indictments issued by Tierney's office were for Southampton Town residents who are charged with selling narcotics, including, said town uh, Southampton Town Police uh, Chief James Kiernan. Um, oh, yeah, Southampton Town Police Chief James Kiernan said that um, two of the 32 indictments were for Southampton Town residents in the hamlets of Riverside and Hampton Bays. Reading the weather in Locust Valley in honor of Sally Shore joining us for the Wednesday Works segment at the bottom of the hour. Looking like a sunny Wednesday with a high near 75 degrees, west wind around 7 miles per hour. Clear tonight with a low around 56 degrees, west wind around 6 miles per hour becoming north after midnight. Right now it's 60 degrees uh, we'll be talking with Sally Shore uh, in part about this gorgeous dress she made out of flowers. It's entitled Garden Party, and it is on view at the William Riss Gallery right on Main Road, the North Fork, um, in Jamesport. I'm just looking it up because I just I want to look at this thing. Anyway, it's called Garden Party. So we've got a garden edition all prepared for you. This morning with music from all decades and genres, I've even got some garden tracks prepared for you uh, for after Sally joins us this morning. But I do, I just want to look at this thing because it's just so pretty. It's gorgeous. You you, you got to take a look at it, it uh, or, well, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, um, a, a place you can go is at... William Riss Gallery, their um, their Instagram. That's a great. That's a a good possible way for you to see it. All right. So I think I'm going to kick it off with a little Phoebe Bridgers, and then hop back to '79 for Pete Seeger. Either Rose City Band after that, or. I'll hop up, I'll hop past and play a little Ricky Nelson and the Stone Canyon Band. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Phoebe Bridgers, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. up on the hill and when your skinhead neighbor goes missing I'll plant a garden in the yard then they're gluing roses on a flatbed you should see it I mean thousands I grew up here till it all went 
to play that garden song from Rose City Band's Garden Party record, and then I'm going to hop back a few decades and lead you into the Wednesday work segment with Herb Alpert's Garden Party, inch by inch, row by row, 1983, gonna make this garden but first Pete Seeger, gonna mulch it deep and low, here on the heart, make it fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, please bless these seeds I sow. Please keep them safe below till the rains come tumbling down. Pulling weeds, picking stones, we are made of dreams and bones. Need a spot to call my own. Time is close at hand. Grain for grain, sun and rain, find my way in nature's chain. Tune my body and my brain to the music of the land. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. Gonna mulch it deep and low Gonna make it fertile ground Inch by inch, row by row Please bless these seeds I sow Please keep them safe below Till the rains come tumbling down Plant your rose short or long, season with a cheerful song. Mother Earth will make you strong if you give her loving care. Old crow watching from a tree, 
got his hungry eye on me in my garden i'm as free as that feathered thief up there inch by inch row by row gonna make this garden grow gonna mulch it deep and low gonna make it fertile ground inch by inch row by row please bless these seeds i sow please keep them safe below till the rain comes tumbling down new plan <laughs> we're gonna tuck herb alpert's garden pa- uh garden party from the blow your own horn record of 1983 in our back pocket you can find it on the playlist uh, archived online at wliw.org slash radio you'll see it pop up there around uh noon today we're gonna lead out of the interview with ricky nelson and the stone kenyon bands garden party uh, we've got the title track of Jim Queskin's Jug Band's uh, 1967 record, Garden of Joy, on deck after that. Uh, but first, leading us into the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour, that was Rose City Band, Garden Song from their Garden Party record of the current year, 2023. Uh, it's time for our Wednesday Works uh, segment, and this is fun because... We've got an actual work to talk about, and that is Garden Party by Long Island Craft Guild member Sally Shore joining us 
uh, by phone this morning. Good morning, Sally. Good morning. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for this beautiful uh, work. You can, if you want to see it, you can go on Instagram at uh, William Risk Gallery. Is Garden Party there? Is it in Jamesport, being displayed right now? Yes, it is there through October eighth. Now, do, do they have to do? I imagine there's got to be some sort of special something, right, to keep it to keep it fresh, or or is it in a refrigerated case? How does it work? No, uh, they're actually artificial flower petals. Oh, okay. So well, it'll makes, last forever. <laughs> that that makes that makes it quite easier. So so tell yeah. me a little bit about uh, is, is this the first work you've done with uh, artificial flowers, or I imagine not. Well, actually, the Long Island Craft Guild had an exhibit uh, in 2016 called Branching Out. And this is um, what I did for branching out. So I was using something in the materials that were new to me and making a garment, which um, I sew garments, but I had never made a garment this way before. Oh, cool. I absolutely love that story. Okay, so you are a seamstress that took took this really to another level awesomely so uh, you must be so proud being a seamstress. I am very proud <laughs> well I'm not a seamstress exactly okay. I do so but I'm a fiber artist oh okay tell me I more. do many different uh techniques uh echo printing on silk and uh, bead weaving knitting and all those different kinds of uh, can you tell art me that my more about taught me. <laughs> oh, did, can you tell me more about echo printing um, echo printing is a process where you use um, natural materials like leaves and flower petals and bark, and you make the uh, color adhere directly to silk or cotton or wool fabric by using a mordant and some kind of heat. So I usually steam my pieces in a, a uh, cafeteria steamer. How incredibly cool. Yeah, they're pretty neat. That's something your mother taught you? Not that technique, okay. but the knitting and sewing and crocheting I learned as a child. Oh my gosh! Can you talk more about that? Can you? Do, <laughs> is there like a memory that that really sticks out to you when you when you think back on uh, those days learning from and with your mother? Um, well, I know that the first thing she let me she taught me to knit was a stocking cap with a little holes in it, like lace. And then uh, I made, wanted to make a sweater, and she made me make it three sizes too big so that it would fit me when I grew. Aww. So <laughs> that was kind of annoying because I couldn't right. wear it right after I made it. But, right. Uh, eventually, I did wear it. I it's, still have it. It's so funny because these are the sentiments sentiments that when you are a child, they are annoying. And then, yeah. when, you, and then when you're older, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, she I, was I, being so practical. Yes. So, so tell me uh, about how how long did it take to make this piece? Um, I worked on this piece for about three months. Um, at first, it was just going to be the top. Um, so I sewed a blouse out of fabric I had designed and turned it wrong side out so that the pretty side would be the lining uh, of oh. the vest. And as I was working on the vest, I thought, this needs a skirt. So... Um, then I designed the skirt with all the leaves on it. So it's a two-piece dress. It is wearable, but it's not very comfortable. Yeah. Kind of hot and itchy. And it's, yeah, scratchy. It's, it, yeah. Looks, it looks very um, like Cinderella, like the birds, the birds uh-huh. and, and animals of the forest yep. help to put it and, together. Yep, fairy tale, yeah, all kind of fantasy so, things like that. In branching out, I am, were, were a lot of the piece, pieces more bark and uh, branch-esque? Um, not all of them were literally branching. Um, we like to leave our challenges kind of open-ended. So right. some people were branching out into a new technique or new oh, material. Oh, um, I see. So there was a, it was a beautiful show. Um, we have notebook uh, of the catalog, which can be at various places. We just did um, the Patch Oak Arts Fair, and we had uh, notebooks from all of our past exhibits on uh, for people to look through. It was uh, very exciting. Oh, how was the when? When was the Arts Fair? 
It was last Sunday in Patchogue. Oh, Arts my gosh. Ontario. Okay, yeah. and, and tell me more. How, how did it go? It went very well. Um, I was not manning the booth, but I, um, I did go out, and a lot of people were um, taking information. We we're hoping they will join the Long Island Craft Guild. And um, we had several people demonstrating, so people were interested to see what work was done. And we had posters around the sides of our booth showing different techniques that members Beautiful. have done. Beautiful. So, so tell me more about, about the Craft Guild when you joined, uh, what sort of events you do besides the, the arts fair. Uh, and do uh, y'all, do members hold workshops, like instructional type stuff? What, what kind of, tell me more about the Guild. I'm okay. woefully ignorant. Okay. The Guild is a fabulous organization. We meet uh, at the Syosset Library when we can do in-person meetings. Uh, we have a program uh, every every other month. We just had one in September, which was a demonstration meeting where six of our members were demonstrating their craft. And in some cases, you could actually um, work along with the artists. Um, we do have splinter groups, um, media groups, I should call them, for fiber, wood, clay, um, metals, etc. And we do have our own meetings um, when we find a presenter or project we want to do. We meet at people's houses. And um, the Guild will have an exhibit at the uh, Art League of Long Island in Dix Hills starting on, eight, on September 30th called Seeing the Other. So um, kind of a new kind of a theme for us, a little more philosophical, but we yeah. have um, a lot of wonderful pieces. It's a beautiful gallery, two stories, um, the Art League of Long Island. I appreciate it yeah. uh, metaphorically as well. So uh, I'm going to look up the Art League of Long Island's website, but I did want to uh, just mention the Craft Guild's website is licg.org. Uh, right. And we have some past exhibits uh, on view on the website as well. And then, Our calendar of events is there, um, and there's work from people in the media groups that you can see beautiful on the site. And artleagueli.org for more from the Art League of Long Island. And now uh, back to William Riss, where uh, folks can see your work right here on the East End. Uh, how did you get connected with that gallery? Um, actually, the owner, Mary Canton, saw some of the uh, Craft Guild work. I'm not sure if it was on Instagram, perhaps, and decided she wanted to have um, some of our members join a photography show. So we all submitted work to Mary, and she selected 12 artists from the Craft Guild. I love how... Currently. I love how extroverted... Or it's, that's not quite the right word, but how active Mary is in, yes. <laughs> uh, in not only curation, but collection of high-quality mm -hmm. works throughout the region. I always appreciate yeah. that yeah. about her wonderful and, gallery. and about their gallery. Um, so again, if, if you want to see Garden Party in person or, or online, you can go to the William Riss Gallery right on the main road um, in Jamesport. And Sally, where can we see you uh, in the near future, if at all, uh, either with the Long Island Craft Guild or the Art League? Yes, I will be in the show at the Art League. I got uh, two of my three submitted pieces into that show, um, and we're going to be hanging it um, next week. Um, I also have a studio in Locust Valley where people can come visit me. Um, they can find me through my Instagram account, uh, Shore 50 what is it? <laughs> 50, 51, Let me see. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll look you yeah. up. Hold on, let's see. Sally Shore. Yeah. Uh art. Shore fifty one thirty two, yeah. Yes, that's it. Shore, Shore fifty one thirty two. You can find mm -hmm. following you right now. Full time okay. fiber studio artist and teacher. Uh it was such an honor to have you on with us this morning. Next time we'll have to do this in person. I'm Gianna okay. Volpe. That was Sally Shore. This was the Wednesday Works 
segment. Uh, this is Ricky Nelson and the Stone Canyon Band, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. I went to a garden party to reminisce with my old friends. A chance to share old memories and play our songs again. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. Learn my lesson well You see you can't please everyone So you got to please yourself People came from miles around Everyone was there Yoko brought a walrus There was magic in the air And over in the corner Much to my surprise Mr. Hughes hidden Dylan's shoes Wearing his disguise But it's all right now I learned my lesson well You see, you can't please everyone So you got to please yourself La-da-da-da La-da-da-da them all the old songs thought that's why they came no one heard the music we didn't look the same I said hello to Mary Lou she belongs to me and I sang a song about a honky tonk it was time to leave but it's alright now Learn my lesson well You see you can't please everyone So you got to please yourself Someone opened up a closet door And out stepped Johnny Be Good Playing guitar like a ring and a bell And looking like you should You gotta play at garden parties I wish you a lot of luck But if memories were all I sang I'd rather drive a truck But it's all right now I learned my lesson well You see, you can't please everyone So you and it's all right now Learn my lesson well You see you can't please everyone So you've got to please yourself You're listening to WLIWFM. Here comes a man that you must meet. His name is Billy McCoy. Oh, he's going down to meet the boys at the Garden of Joy. Oh, he's a man that should not lend. You know he has nothing but money to spend. He's not a cheat. 
All right, we have more Garden of Eden tracks in your listening future. But first, how about one from New Riders of the Purple Sages? Self-titled record of 1971. Sublime on deck. Fab Four after that. You're listening to the Garden Party Edition of The Heart. Morning and Midnight Show on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Sending some love to East End Food Institute. Underwriters here at the station. Helping to keep our Garden of Eden growing and going. EastEndFood.org for more. Sublime Now, Beatles next. You're listening to WLIWFM. Sensor fingers are primed. We took this trip to Garden Grove. Smelled like a loo dog inside the van. Oh, yeah. This ain't no 
We've got a couple more secret tracks coming at you. Check out the full playlist online later this morning at wliw.org slash radio on the Heart of the East End tab. You'll find Lynn Anderson's Rose Garden as well as Guns N' Roses The Garden. Still going to give you the Beatles. Then I'm going to lead you into the NPR News break. Catherine Beaumont and Chorus. The Garden and All in the Golden Afternoon from 1951's Alice in Wonderland. We'll open after the NPR news break and the local news update with Rufus Wainwright and Brandy Carlisle's cover of Down in the Willow Garden from Rufus's new record, Folkocracy, and Hop Back a Decade to Matt Monroe. Title track of his 2013 record, The Garden of Eden. I'm undecided whether I'm playing Weezer's Garden of Eden track. I might bunny hop past and play Myra's I Am the Garden from the Changing Light record of 2014. Find out. Stay with us. WLIWFM. I'd like to be under the sea In an octopus's garden in the shade He'd let us in, knows where we've been In his octopus's garden in the shade I'd ask my friends to come and see In the shade We would be warm Below the storm 
In our little hideaway beneath the waves Resting our head on the seabed In an octopus's garden near a cave We would shout and swim about the coral that lies beneath the waves Oh what joy for every girl and boy Knowing they're happy and they're safe We would be so happy you and me No one there to tell us what to do I'd like to be Alice. You can learn a lot of things from the flowers. 
Practice run for an all-music garden edition of The Heart. If there is a garden song you love, let us know about it. Leave us a voicemail, 631-591-7006. We'll be back right after the NPR news break with the local news update and more garden songs in another interview on WLI-WFM.